This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. This is, it's going to be labeled as two. Um, it didn't give, none, none of the platforms that I am on give me the option of labeling um, certain segments. Um, as, as far as episodes go, it's probably going to say episode two, cause I have no choice, but just consider this the fur, the first official episode. And the topic is, we need to pray and sacrifice for the conversion of souls, but first a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, in the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. So... To start out, um, I was talking with my friend of mine who um, is said of a contest, and he was he was uh, watching a set of a contest priest give a homily, and for the uninitiated, a homily is like a Protestant sermon, only better. Um, and. As he first described it, it sounded to me, it sounded to me like he was saying, in order for your prayers to be effective, that you have to be either a nun, a monk, or a priest. And I disagree with that notion. Uh, turns out I was wrong about my interpretation, but that's what it sounded like to me at the time. But I've, I've been swimming in Selvacantis waters for almost five years. And a lot of Selvacantis are under the misapprehension, oh, or true Catholics, um, they... In, in 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 order only only religious you know their prayers get heard they they fall into two areas either they think that the religious the monks and the priests and the nuns their prayers get heard or they go to another air that says well you know their prayers are effective their sacrifices are effective and are going to be more effective than mine. Now this erroneous idea, and I do mean erroneous, is um, it contradict or both of them, I should say, both ideas contradicts what the writings of the saints. It even contradicts um, the new the New Testament. 
I believe it was St. Paul who said, be, no, 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 I think it was Jesus actually. He said, be, is, be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. Um, so I just want to cover um, uh, my theory on how this works. Take it for what it's worth. I believe that God, you know, he he knew from the very beginning who was going to be a saint and who was not. Now, does that mean that that excuses us from attempting to be a saint? No, he wouldn't have said it otherwise. We are tried to be pious and devout, but just because, you know, certain people are are into saints does not give a person who may lack the the spiritual um the spiritual uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um Virtues. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Mother Mary. The spiritual virtues. Just because they may lack certain spiritual virtues, just because um, of temperament, the type of person they are, does not mean that they're you know they get a pass. You know, well, you know, I'm 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 kind of ignorant or. Oh, oh man, I am I am too mired in my sin, you know, to even attempt, you know, to, to try to be pious and devout. It is our job as true Catholics to attempt to be pious and devout. Now, having said this, um, some Catholics will never have heard of this saint, but he was basically, in my eyes, the first modern Mariologist. Now, to those of you who know your saint, you're going to say, well, wait a minute, he wrote in the 1700s. Yeah, I pretty much peg the start of modernism around the time of the Protestant Revolt. So yes, I consider him a, a modern, the first modern Mariologist. But he said he he said that he said that um, that the religious are not they're they're to be respected. Um, and and by the way, I'm paraphrasing probably pretty terribly too. Um, what he what he said was is well the religious, the monks and the nuns, um, they're to be respected, but the reason they join monasteries and convents is is because they are unable to fight the world on its own terms and that a person living in the world 
was to be respected a great deal because they were trying to be pious and devout in their day-to-day existence while fighting the flesh, the world, and the devil. I always found that pretty... uh, Um, a pretty intriguing concept. Now, I'm not sure what... He he has like three or four books. And I'm not even sure if it might have come from one of his letters. But the quotes out there on the internet, as a matter of fact, I have it on my Pinterest page. Not that I put it up, but I, I got it off of Another, uh, it came up on my feed. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the person who put up the pin uh, gave the source for the quote, but I could be wrong. So, just on general purposes and in common sense, Um, um, being a nun or a monk or a priest does not make your prayers and your sacrifices any more holy than an average layman. And I want you guys to use your common sense here. First of all, in the New Testament, before there was an institutional church, um, there were priests and there were bishops, but there were no monasteries. I, I take that back. There were, there were some hermits who had little communities of followers, but these guys were the exception, not the rule at that time. I believe in the, I want to say the second century that in Egypt was famous for its hermits. I'm sure other places had them too, but the, the point in me bringing this up is, is the apostles, St. Paul, St. John, St. Peter, um, St. Jude, and, um, I mean, they, they were calling the average layman to holiness. And if you read through the New Testament epistles, they don't say nothing about, well, you know, you have to, to be in a, a little community and, um, that's going to make your, you know, you got you got to follow certain rules, and that's that's what's going to make your prayers more effective. Because if you read the epistles, they're telling you strive for holiness in everything that you do, and the closer you get to holiness, the more effective your prayers would be. And honestly speaking, maybe this is just a set of a contest thing, but. Um, they seem to have a, an exaggerated respect for the religious. Now, before any true Catholics blow their wigs of what I just said, let me explain 
We are to respect the religious, whether monks, nuns, or priests. But we are not to put them on a pedestal. Since we do not have a magisterium who can canonize saints, anybody who's been a saint for the past 60 years, you're not going to find out about it to heaven. To you, if you make it to heaven. Sorry about that. If you make it to heaven. And I, I just have a hunch, and that's all it is, take this for what it's worth, that a lot of laymen who never got recognized in their lifetimes, if we are blessed enough to get to heaven, we're going to find out Wow, uh, this this peasant who was pious and devout um, is a saint. Actually, I gotta I gotta clarify. I I fell into an error myself. A lot of people think that you have to be a saint to get to heaven. That misses the point entirely. Um. If you go through purgatory and all your faults and your venial sins are burned out of you, you go to heaven. Read any Catholic book, I don't care if it's spiritual or doctrinal, and they will tell you, once you get to heaven, you are a saint. So, I kind of fell into a uh, an error there, but... Uh, Thanks to the grace of uh, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus, I caught it. But what I'm trying to say is, we're to pr we are to strive in all things for piety and devotion. In all things. And we are not to um, be distracted by the world. We are not to... Um, St. Therese of Lisieux said, uh, the world is your ship, not your home. Meaning, we have to pass through the world in order, if we're pious and devout, to get to heaven. So, oh, thank you Lord Jesus and Mother Mary. So to get to my original point about religious people, priests, monks and nuns and yes even bishops have faults and frailties just like your average um layman they're no different they're no different and if they take their responsibilities to god as seriously as they should they should strive in all things to be the example and not to give a bad example. And by the way, this just doesn't apply uh, uh, ah, this does not just apply to the religious. It also applies to laymen. To you to you um True Catholics out there who uh, show your butt online and act no different from your secular counterparts, you're, you, you do realize you're giving the one true church 
founded by Jesus Christ a bad name, and you're giving the cause of said of Kantism a bad name, and follow the logic here, you're giving other set of Akantis a bad name. Because if you're acting like a complete and utter a-hole online, you're driving people away from the one true Catholic Church and Jesus Christ, His truth. And you have no excuse you have no excuse because if you're practicing the true religion as you should be doing, then you're already gonna, you already should know that you're to set the example. Now, is, is everybody perfect? No. No. Everybody is not perfect. We all have faults and mistakes. What I'm saying is, if you do a spiritual inventory, you're going to try to take the things out of your life that are making you, uh, well, not making you, but are influencing you to, to be less spiritual or that are holding you back from gaining the spiritual maturity that you should be striving for. And as I said in a previous episode, I think this is well ahead of you know, St. Longinus' baptism. Um, social media is specifically intended on stroking the modernist egos and to give them a false sense of their own importance. I mean, secular society in general already does this. But, um, but it, it's what I'm saying, it's amplified on social media. Because even a person who, in their day to day existence, may seem like a perfectly nice person, you know, you get them on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And they they turn into the most self-righteous a-hole that you've ever met. So, uh... So, yeah, social media is for the degradation of average people. Um, it's for the destruction of any cohesion within society... It's to make us be atomized and, quite frankly, it, it plays into our self-centeredness, you know. Um, and thank you, Lord Jesus, for reminding me. Everything that I'm talking about in this podcast, I've either been guilty of the past or I'm guilty of right now, but I'm trying to get over that. Um it has been said that people live in their own little world. And it's true. A lot of people do. And I do not keep myself out of that observation. We are all in our own little world. And 
If you're focused in on yourself instead of God, then um, you're you're just. You, and by the way, I'm speaking from personal experience. If you're just focused in on your own little world, then things that don't matter in the larger sense of the word are are going to seem like catastrophes for you. Oh my goodness! My my bumper got dented. Oh oh, my kid. Uh, crapped his pants in the middle of Walmart. You know. And it just amplifies. It literally amplifies the unimportant. And I'm talking about the uh, being in our own little world. and Having our eyes fixed upon ourselves instead of God. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not keeping myself out of this discussion. I'm trying to get over that aspect um but that's that's part of social media too it's because you're being bombarded with a bunch of crap that at the end of the day does not matter it doesn't matter you know if if uh, Joe Biden you know quote unquote has an accident in the White House and Kamala Harris takes the presidency, well, guess what? Same stuff, different day. It's not that important. But getting to heaven is important. You know, and you can't do that without loving, uh, having a right relationship with Lord Jesus and His Blessed Mother. Now, um, I, I raised a really, well, God brought it, uh, put it in my head, him and his blessed mother, about being God-centered and not self-centered. Because once you are God-centered, You're going to start practicing what the true Catholic Church teaches just by default. And that's the whole purpose of prayers, uh, mortifications, devotions, sacrifices. That is the whole point. Is to get us less centered on what's going on in the world and more centered on having a relationship with Lord Jesus and His Blessed Mother. Um, and I've pounded this ad nauseum in my original podcast. A lot of said of the contest um, don't seem to understand this concept. And if you want, like I said, until I get like a base of episodes in this in this podcast, if you if you want to see what I'm referencing, go on to my 
my original podcast. It's in the first, uh, the introductory episode. So, um, and that's what I'm talking about, setting the example. And it's hierarchical. The bishop sets the example for his priests. The abbess sets the example to her nuns. The priests set the examples, I'm sorry, set the example to the laity. And then the laity set the example for the unbelievers around them. Well, there is there is a filter between that. The priest sets the example for the father. The father sets the example for the family. And the family sets the example for their unbelieving neighbors. And, you know, I... <laughs> You know, if you uh, if you can't see that that's uh, true Catholic teaching, I don't know what to tell you. Because I have stated on my original podcast, I will stand before a a tribunal of priests and bishops who are set of a contest, and I will put my material, everything before them and let them examine it. Now, I'm sure, because I'm a flawed, failed individual, they will have some issues. But what I'm saying is, um, I, I'm not infallibly certain, but I'm pretty certain that most of my material is well in line with Catholic dogma. And I'm talking pre-Vatican II dogma. Now, to kind of wrap this up, because I said the topic was that as true Catholics, we are to try, you know, we're... It's a monk or a nun or a priest. They they have been invested with certain powers of the Holy Ghost. However, they're still subject to the same faults and flaws that a layman is under. So, you could be a monk or a nun in a monastery or a convent. And if you're not keeping track of your spiritual life, then you're no different than the average uh, true Catholic in the pews who just, you know, he does the externals and that's it. You're no different. And that should not be even controversial concept to grasp. But... The reason why laymen especially are called the holiness is because through our prayers, through our mortifications, through our sacrifices, through our example, 
the, the more pious and devout we get, the more effective our prayers are. Once again, I covered this in St. Longinus Baptism. Um, and I'm not infallibly certain about this aspect, but St. Paul in one of his epistles says, we do not fight against uh, flesh and blood, but principalities and spiritual realms or something to that effect. What he means is the... The physical battle is not what we're fighting against. What we're fighting against is the spiritual battle. And once again, I'm not infallibly certain you take it for what it's worth, but I think that there are probably some really devout and pious people throughout the world who right now are keeping the great tribulation at bay. And if they're not doing that, they're at least, they're, they're keeping, you know, depending on the amount of piety and devotion, they're, they're either keeping um, their house protected, maybe their neighborhood, maybe their city. Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to claim infallibility uh, about the certainty of this. I, I'm saying, uh, take it for what it's worth, this is my theory. Um, so, I know that the, 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 the pre-Vatican II Catholic Church uh, books um, talk about the the state of your life, and sometimes I don't think people truly understand what they're talking about. So I'm going to try to to get to the bottom line of the concept I'm trying to get out to you guys. Is that um? Monks, nuns, and priests or religious are called for their vocation. A layman is called to be a parent. Oh, well, I mean, unless you're called to the single life, because that's a thing too. But regardless, if you're a layman, um, and you're called the be married and have kids or if you're a single person and you don't want to be in a monastery or whatever that does you know just just because you don't have a cassock uh, habit or a uh, a cowl doesn't doesn't mean that a, you're not called to try to be as pious and devout as possible. And two, that your prayers are any less effective. Because the bottom line of what I'm trying to get at here, and because I'm not articulate 
probably didn't come out right, is that it doesn't matter what state of life you're called to. What matters is is the piety and devotion that you have or that you're trying to get to or you feel led to. And by the way, if you're practicing the spiritual life, it never ends. It is literally like running a marathon. It never ends. And you, you know, if you reach a certain milestone, you say, okay, great. Where's the next milestone? And you're just... You're striving for perfection. Anyhow, so I don't want any true Catholics out there to labor under the misapprehension that just because you're a layman, that your prayers, sacrifices, devotions are no less affected than that of a monk, a priest, or a nun. And anybody who knows human nature will tell you these are human beings just like we are. They're subject to their own faults. And just like there are bad laymen out in the world, there are bad priests, monks, and nuns. Um, But we are to strive to be more pious and devout so that our prayers have more effectiveness, bottom line. So, I think that this is going to be the wrap-up. Because I think I've covered this topic as well as as well as uh, can be expected without beating a dead horse. So, Once again, I'll close. If you disagreed with me and gave me 35 to 40 minutes of your time, thank you. I I really do appreciate it. You know, because as I never get tired of saying, a lot of people, when they disagree with you, they just shut you down or shut you out. They're not interested. So, if you gave me a listen, still disagree, it's all good. Um, and take that for what it's worth. Take everything I'm about ready to say for what it's worth. I do care about you guys as much as a sinful, flawed, failed individual can. And I pray for everyone. And I'd like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye.